0: Hello and welcome to We've Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your
1: host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode.
0: And to continue on with our spooky podcast, we will be talking about Little Nightmares. And as always,
1: spoilers ahead. Yeah, so... I have seen this game like a, for a while now, and it was recommended. I was recommended to play it a couple times, and it basically is just an indie game, and it can be broken down into a lot of hidden meaning. So I'm really excited to do this one. So Little Nightmares is a puzzle platformer horror game developed by the Swedish indie company uh, Tarsier Studios, and it's published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. Uh, Tarsier, it's probably best known for their involvement in the PS Vita game Little Big Planet. But I guess, little I don't know, is Little Big Planet that big of a game? I know a select, it has a, like a niche, but I don't know don't if it's really that big of a game. Don't say that to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like one of her favorite little side-scrollers.
0: I feel like it, it boomed in popularity when it was released, but it was not because after little big planet 3 there's literally been nothing so i feel like because it cuz that was released for the ps3 right right yeah i feel like just because it's been so long people probably forgot about it but i ha- i know for a fact that like when it first released it was
1: very popular yeah it had like it had a peak and then it kind of died down i think
0: that's because but- it wasn't cuz i mean because it was a side scroller and yeah like Little Big Planet three had some good stuff, but like it just didn't go on without it. Right. But anyways, this isn't a podcast yeah. about Little Big Planet. Right,
1: right. So that's probably one they're they're most known for is Little Big Planet on the PS Vita. But Little Nightmares was released on April twenty eighth of twenty seventeen. It received high praise due to its atmosphere, graphics, and its sound. But the game's checkpoint system was highly criticized. In one and a half years, the game sold one million copies. And in three years, the game managed to sell two million copies in total. It's not a small feat for an indie company. They also have a sequel set to release sometime in 2021. Don't know the official date yet, but holy shit, I watched the trailer. It looks fucking terrifying.
0: And actually, I really want to play it.
1: It looks so fucking good. And just one more thing
0: before we get too far in. We may be discussing parts of the DLC, which I forget what it's called, but I know like one of the main guys is called like the Runaway Kid. So when I say spoilers for Little Nightmares, I mean spoilers ahead for anything out besides Little Nightmares 2. We may not talk about everything about like with all the DLCs because we don't have too much knowledge on the DLCs, mostly just the core game. But just to be heads up, I know there are a few instances where we will talk about it, so just want to make to clarify what spoilers ahead I was talking about. So Little Nightmares, you play as a character named Six, and your goal is to survive the horrors that await you in the mall, and that's it. That's really it. So. Just to let you guys know, this game typically can be completed, I want to say in like three hours, three to like five hours, if you take your time and doing it. So this is by no means a very long game. So a lot of what we're going to be discussing today is kind of like how Joshua mentioned earlier about the hidden meanings behind a lot of these things. And one of the inspirations for the game is the famous Grimm fairy tales. For those of you who are not familiar with who Grimm is, Grimm wrote the classic stories of Hansel and Gretel, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and many others. But they aren't Disney films. No. They're like the opposite, almost the complete opposite. They are dark and typically don't end well for the kids in the story. One of the goals of Little Nightmares was to give a darker twist to a child's fate. So throughout this whole story,
1: you never really know what's gonna happen. Right. And yeah, like like you said, this is not a, a little kid's story. It's it's dark. It is scary, honestly. Like there's some really creepy shit. And I think the lack of dialogue within this game. Along with the inability to fight back against your aggressors really was a great aspect to the game. The lack of voice added a lot to the interpretation of the game because there are so many theories out there to what's going on and that's all because there is absolutely no like dialogue at all. So you don't know what exactly are is clear cut. You don't you don't know why you're in this place. You don't know why you wanna leave. You don't even know how you're how you end up getting there and it was just all interpretation and really enhance your gaming experience and what you discovered in this world and as for the inability to fight back i love most horror games where you are defenseless because once you get a gun or a weapon like an axe or something you don't have anything to be afraid of really like yeah you're afraid of dying but you lose that sense of complete helplessness like, weakness. like yeah you you just when you can't help to be afraid is when you really are scared like you have no ability to fight back so the only thing you can do is is run or hide and there's nothing scarier than running for your life
0: and going on with this game you are as i mentioned earlier six who primarily can be recognized by the yellow raincoat that six wears and it sticks out a lot because if you look at this world it's very dingy it's very dark saturated colors mostly like grays uh, blacks stuff like everything that kind of just brings you down and then you see this kind of like bright yellow raincoat you can easily tell that six doesn't fit in this place at all And I think that was the main purpose of putting this raincoat on Six, is to show that she doesn't fit. Even going throughout the mall, you see how small Six is compared to everyone else. You, it just always gives you this feeling like you don't belong, like you have this uncomfortable feeling right from the start. And I think that was just a nice little effect. I guess they had on the mind that they wanted to put in this and it really stood the test of time for this. And even the enemies in the game are pretty horrific and not necessarily as in extremely like scary monsters or anything. No, they're like humanoid. I say humanoid because I don't know if you could uh,
1: do, would you really consider these guys humans? Honestly, I don't know. I think they are, but again, it's all about interpretation. You can't really fully say they're human because of how disgusting these people are. But I think that adds to the fear cuz when you make something more humanoid, it gives your brain that that thought of this could be real. This could be realistic in in real life. So it kind of gives that twist of like what's terrifying and like what is this thing? You don't you can't put your finger on it. So why I say humanoid is a perfect word because we have no idea what these things are.
0: And I think that just, as you said earlier, just adds the creepiness value to it because it's you're like, wait, are there more people like this on the mall? Like, is this what everyone's like? So you don't want to get captured by them, not only because they are so different from you yourself, but because you you don't know what these humanoid people are and what they want for you. And it just makes it all the more suspense building because you're trying to run away from them and not knowing anything about this as you get tried to escape them all.
1: Right. And I do feel, I know this is getting into a little later subject when we're going to talk a little bit deeper into the game, but I think the fact that they are more grotesque and less humanoid is because we're looking at this from the perspective of a child. And the whole world is very distorted. There's chairs with really long legs, bookshelves that are just towering, and these people people are just disgusting. But we're looking at it from a perspective of a child. So it's possible that their child mind is distorting this world and making it scarier, scarier than it actually is. But given the story and how this thing ends, it is still pretty a pretty shitty world to live in even if it's from a kid's perspective so let's just get right into the gameplay. so unlike most games this game doesn't give you a tutorial on how to do things you just kind of figure it out and i did notice like if you do end up getting stuck or like dying a lot it will kind of say press this button to do this but other than that there's that's it like you're playing as six and you're figuring this out on your own you can't attack Your choice is merely run or hide which I love and throughout the game you do come across different obstacles whether it be climbing on furniture hiding under tables or just plain running for your life because these people are after you each time the movement or each time you move wrong it could spell disaster for you because one slip up and these guys have got you and It never actually shows them killing you. It shows the screen going dark, which is also up for interpretation because you can just think about it because you end up waking up afterwards. You can think about it as you just woke up from a bad dream possibly or it's a kill screen and you have to imagine what this guy's doing. Like if the butcher got you, what's the butcher about to do to you? Chop you up or just kill you right then and there? It's all into the mind, and I think that's a really cool aspect that they did stupendously. The
0: the only cutscene I believe it kind of does show you is on one of the chefs, depending on where you get caught, there is one where he actually stuffs you in like the fish. I would have seen that one. (laughs) I didn't get that one. I have seen that one. I, I never personally got it, but I looked... I just didn't kind of like a search to see if it like anything actually showed you. Cause I was curious. There is one where
1: he does kind of like stuff you in the fish. Well, there's no ambiguity there. You know exactly what he's planning to do. To <laughs> <the fish. laughs> but for the most part, it's very similar to
0: a side scroller Since you're primarily going in one direction, I'm not saying you can't backtrack because there are some scenes where you actually have to backtrack, but it's mostly you have, you're looking at it from one perspective and the camera really doesn't change. Yes, you can move like back and forth in this and it has depth and the rooms and stuff, but the camera never like changes perspective. You're always looking at it from like the side portion. So that's kinda how it, like give you a little bit of a feel of how it is. And the game really does do everything in its power to like make you feel uncomfortable throughout this entire story. Whether it's the ambient, ambient noises, the music playing, or just all, showing like all these different things in the background, like cages and ropes and all this stuff. It's, it just always makes you feel uncomfortable and out of place.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and just when you're walking around with that little lighter that you have to give a little bit of light to the room, that gives you some creepy aspects because walking by candlelight is way more terrifying than walking with a flashlight, I think. But like you said, like you're climbing over cages and running through obstacles that are just very scary, not to mention there's some nooses, and there's even a room with a, a hanged man that's just chilling there so that's pretty scary and then you have everything is just big it is giant these cages are bigger than you the chairs are bigger than you you feel like an insignificant speck in this environment it and you're like the size of a newborn child basically because you actually do have a point where you walk through this nursery And these children are the same size as you is that from the perspective of you just being a child and everything looks big who knows but just the fact that it does this makes you just feel insignificant and it makes it terrifying and this only adds to the mystery of who you are and why you're in the mall and everything like that
0: and going on a little bit about the mall as well as while you're playing, as we kind of said, the camera's fixated on one spot. But you may notice it kind of like tilts back and forth throughout the entire thing. And I feel like they added this. Not That doesn't only add to like the unsettling because the camera's never still. But you kind of start to wonder like, what is the mall? Like, why is it moving back and forth? Well, it's actually like you find out the mall is actually in the water and that's why it's swaying back and forth so as you're trying to go moving out through this mall you have to obviously go undetected to find a way to escape and now it's kind of delving a little deeper into like who six is and like what is the deal with the mall because as you're moving you start to get these like hunger pains And you have to consume some kind of meat in order to dull the pain. And luckily, when it first happens, you see this shadowy figure that's in this prison cafeteria-like place. And they toss you something to eat, and luckily it subsides, and you can continue moving on. Who the shadowy figure is, there's many different speculations... But we'll get more into that once we start getting into like all the different theories. But going on, the next time you this happens to you, you're greeted by what's known as a gnome, which are one of the living inhabitants of the mall. And they offer you this like sausage. And you start to go off and you're like, oh, these cute little guys are trying to help you. And you walk up to go consume the sausage. But instead, you end up eating the gnome instead.
1: So, a couple things. One, actually one thing, just make a correction real quick. Uh, it wasn't the next time the hunger hit that you did this, because the hunger hits a few times throughout the game, and each time, like the first time, was like you said, someone threw a piece of meat to you. The next time you ate a piece of meat that was in a cage, and then one of the, the bosses gets you. Oh, yeah. And, and then I believe another one, rat. there was a rat trapped in a, in a rat trap and you eat him alive because he's like stuck there. Yeah. It kind of shows then, you the progression of, yeah, like you're going from meat to a live animal and then you think you're about to get saucers. Like this guy's being super nice. And then all of a sudden you devour him, this gnome, which is pretty fucked up. Like you're like, Oh, thank you. Finally, these guys are helping you because they're with you this whole trip. Like they're running around and scurrying about. And then you just totally betray them by devouring them. I think that's also a little bit of symbolism to what you are as a character, possibly. Because there's a lot of deep lore in here. But my first thought when I saw these gnomes, my initial impression was that they are you. Not necessarily you physically, but rather the same type of creature that you are. They've just lived longer in the Maw. And they've donned these little caps that they put on their heads to maybe like hide from the big creatures throughout it i don't know for sure this may be wrong but i feel like they're like you and they've just learned how to travel through the mall without being caught and you're just not at that stage yet we're still in this infancy of learning our environment but these gnomes are these little gray creatures with these cone-like heads they're like wearing i don't know like dunce caps basically but over their entire head Not much is really known about them, except they typically just run away from anyone on sight. But it is possible to befriend them with hugs. You just walk up and you give them a little hug. So cute. It kind of gets this sense of they're with you, you're getting this bond with them. And I think that's why at the end they fucking make you eat one, because it makes you feel like a shitty-ass monster. (laughs) But but they're not the only inhabitants of the mall, which we learn... They have customers, and they have a chef, and they even have a janitor. It's it's really something else. Oh, and also there is that DLC that we mentioned, where we actually find out these little gnomes are runaway children. So I guess my theory originally was, I guess it's sort of right. They are you, but they're. I thought they were just like some sort of creature, but again, it's all about perspective and looking through the lens of six kind of mentioned
0: earlier about the other inhabitants there is a how i would quote unquote call them boss type characters you had to face and as you kind of mentioned earlier the janitor is one of them who has these obscenely large arms compared to the rest of his body and i literally (laughs) mean so creepy Yeah, his arms are probably three times his, like, entire body, like, height is these arms. It's insane. But he has no vision. His skin is, like, melted or, like, peeled down over his face and draped over his eyes. So he must rely on his long reach and hearing to find you. So when you go through these little sections where the janitor is trying to... Find you. You have to be careful not to make too much noise, because those long arms are going to snatch you up in an instant.
1: Yeah, and then next you have the chef twins. These fucking creepy ass. <laughs> they are a bit slower, because they're working with a little more baggage than the janitor. They have their sight, and they can hear you. Unlike the janitor who only could hear you. They couldn't see you. You meet these guys in the kitchen. You have to manage to avoid both of them. You can... Wait, can you whistle in this game? Yeah, you can actually whistle in the game. Oh, wow, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, neither did Uh. Markiplier. (laughs) (laughs) So you can either avoid them by whistling or making other noises in order to deter them and get them away. Or you could just hide from them and kind of learn their movements and patterns and stuff like that. But once they're distracted, you can go and quickly move on to the next portion without being seen. It's kind of like life or death version of hide and seek if that's what you enjoy, right? But yeah, these guys are grotesque and insanely fat. Like, I don't know how you can even move because they are just, just deformed. But yeah, they're, you don't want them to catch you... Because you're going right into that fish... And getting stuffed and served up.
0: And then finally... You have... The lady... Who you meet at the very beginning... You see this... Lady... At the intro scene... Before you actually start... And you must find a mirror... To attack her... It's more like... She has these like psychic powers... And the mirror reflects it back to her. We'll get a little more in depth about this a little bit later, but gameplay perspective, this is kind of what happens. So once you finally get this mirror to confront the lady, you end up standing in this spotlight and it's surrounded by darkness. And the lady is just moving about. And then every now and then she'll appear from you at any direction. And you have to quickly face her with the mirror towards her. And then it's hard to explain what actually happens, but it like just shines really bright. And then it's like attacks her. And after you do this a few times, you manage to finally defeat, excuse me, defeat her. And once you finally defeat her, that's kind of pretty much the entire story. Besides the bosses, you're mostly just kind of exploring the mall for ways to escape. There are other things you can kind of learn as you like to find the lore behind it. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this next section. But otherwise, you mostly are just avoiding the inhabitants and the customers that have boredom. But like I mentioned, that's just like the tip of the iceberg of what this game is. As I mentioned earlier, this game can be completed in like three like three to five hours. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very long game. But there's so much more than just mere gameplay about this game. And that's what makes this game so much better. And what we're going to be talking about next. The theories and the end game
1: interpretations. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to say when you're facing the janitor, the only like real boss fight besides the lady it's so satisfying when he's reaching his arms under this giant steel door and you make the door collapse on his arms and it cuts him right off super satisfying because his arms are just creepy as shit and i didn't like him (laughs) i just had to say that that was just something i want to throw out there but let's get into the theories so the ending of this game after you kill the lady using the mirror you end up going up to her body she's laying there and you just start devouring her because you're hungry again like the savage you are and I was a little confused at this part and I'm sure other people were too but after you eat her you end up gaining or stealing her psychic powers and you start to head towards the hallways towards the back of the or the exit of the ship. As you're walking, a few customers try to eat you because they're psychopaths and love eating live children for some reason. But you absorb their life force and kill them. And you just slowly walk on through, just devouring their souls, basically. And you're basically like Lord Zara from Fairy Tale if anyone's ever seen that, where if you just walk, if he gets near people, he just kills them. It's kind of like that. (laughs) So at the end, you go out, the final staircase and you're on top of this landmass structure in the middle of the ocean it it just kind of looks like a rocky island but there's a giant smokestack coming out of it like a, a factory smokestack and as the screen fades away the credits roll and you you hear the a horn in the distance signaling the new arrival of a ship and these ships as we saw in the game actually bring these grotesque customers on board and they just feast and it just i guess keeps bringing them in
0: so that's the end game and how you interpret that it's completely up to you because even the developers they never give you an answer like even when people ask they want to leave it up to interpretation and so while the game was short on gameplay It is not short on storytelling. It goes so much deeper than meets the eye. So going from the end game, we're going to go way back to the beginning. And one of the first parts of the game, you wake up. You're in this, like, suitcase. And people have actually looked up and you see, like, these pictures on it who show, like, a father and a mother. And so you're kind of wondering... Did these parents sell you off to the mall? Or who are these parents? Well, when you first go out, you've seen a man that seems to have hung himself. Now, there are many different theories as to who this man is. But the most popular one is that he was your actual father that you saw back in the suitcase. Maybe he felt guilty of selling you to the mall and he hung himself. Or maybe his guilty conscience was starting to eat at him and he was going to help you like escape and he was killed himself and he was basically hung but no one really knows for sure and then as the hanging man is potentially your father they also say the lady the main antagonist of this is actually your very own mother throughout the game if you actually look and you notice that all the mirrors seem to be smashed besides two in the entire game. One you find in the game is like a one-way mirror. And I forget where exactly you are. You're like in this bathroom, I think, or something. You And you have to smash it to get through. And that kind of leads you to like the ladies' room, if I'm not mistaken. It's... Been a little bit since I've done it. So I'd have to double check on that. But the other one. Is obviously the mirror you use to ultimately. Defeat the lady with. Now. The main theory behind this. Goes is the lady is obsessed. With beauty. But you were born. And turned out to be more beautiful than her. So she was. Fueled with jealousy. And rage. And she actually tries to kill you on the mall. Hence, why you were possibly in the suitcase. And that's why all the mirrors are smashed, and why she wears a mask is because she's too ashamed to actually look at herself in the fact that she knows, like, someone is more beautiful than her. So she can't get over this, like, jealousy she has. And that's why, like, the mirror itself is like a weapon to use against her because she's like seeing her own face. And I don't know. I still really don't understand how the mirror like kills her, but that's part of the reason. And then as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's one of the reasons like the hanging man is his dad is either felt like guilty towards him or who knows, maybe in the lady had him killed because he was trying to
1: make six escape about your theory of possibly the father being killed instead of hanging himself is the fact that when you see him he is like a couple feet above the chair rather than like a chair is tipped out under him which might signify that he was strung up rather than doing it himself but I'm still a true believer of we're seeing this from the perspective of a child. So everything's distorted. So maybe it's just the distortion of how a child would view it. They wouldn't really notice the details like that. So it's possible that he did kill himself. We're just seeing it from a different distorted view. But on top of that, you mentioned the lady being Six's mother. Which I believe this to be true because when I was going through, I saw in in the lady's room... In the far back corner off to the left, there's a picture that's leaning against the wall on the ground. Most of it is covered up, but the part that's not, you can actually see a person, a little person in a raincoat, a yellow raincoat. You can't make out any details other than the fact that it's the only yellow thing in the room, and it definitely looks like a raincoat. So that makes me believe that this is reference to the lady being Six's mom. And then covered it up because she doesn't want to see that shit. You mentioned the mirrors and stuff. And you don't understand how it killed her. But I think that... Once again, uh, we're a child. So I don't think the lady had any special unique powers. Psychedelic or um, supernatural of that aspect. Like telepathy or um, telekinesis. I think... The child was scared of her mom, so basically she had this power over her to get her to break and not do anything. That's why she, whenever you got caught by her, she was able to just pick you up without touching you and kill you. I think she had this manipulative power over you that makes you lose to her, like you just can't beat her. But with the mirror, the woman is so ashamed of her own looks that she just can't help but be like fixated on herself and maybe break down so that's why every time you shine the mirror it seems like the power is being reflected back but really it's just her own mentality just destroying her so that's possibly why the mirror would hurt the lady
0: i think that's a good theory but i want to say i think in like the actual wiki it actually tells us she has psychic powers
1: but to be fair wikis wrote by people unless tarsir production came in tarsir studios came in and wrote it i think it's still up for interpretation because a lot of the them like a lot of the things they were saying was the fact that they don't want to give any distinct answers because so there is no right or wrong so i mean from just from appearance, I would say, yes, she has psych- psychic powers, but I think this game is more than just the surface level of what you see, so I think she appears to have psychic powers, but there's more to it than just what we see but then,
0: how do you explain the guests dying at the end?
1: No comment. <laughs> <laughs> gas chamber i don't know (laughs) i didn't think that far ahead
0: because that was only like i under like if nothing else yes
1: that would actually make a very good theory but then Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking okay what about the end maybe they stuff themselves to death and they their internal organs ruptured As they saw this little child going, they maybe they saw this child and they looked through the doorway and there was a dead body and they're like, "Holy shit! That child just ate her mother!" And then their hearts exploded because they're lined with fat and they had a heart attack.
0: So every person, even towards the end of the ship, could see through all over her face. They could see through all the way to that corridor, see the dead body, and had a heart attack. Kids walking
1: through the courtyard with blood dripping from her.
0: It's never showed blood.
1: No, but I can assume that there's probably some blood on her face if she just vampire sucked the living soul out of her mother. <laughs> so you believe she can suck out the soul, but not have psychic powers. Not suck out the soul, but she, she drank her blood. She she drained that bitch. Oh, well. Well, that's, that's the hole in my theory, then, is the fact that this kid literally to consume the life force from people as walking by.
0: Well, not only that. Also, the gnomes we mentioned that were runaway children. Now, this is what I was talking about spoilers and this portion actually comes from the DLC. And you play as quote unquote, he's actually called the runaway kid. And in the DLC at the very end, he gets caught by the lady And it's shown she uses her powers to turn him into a gnome. So, going off your theory, how do you explain that?
1: So, I mean, so she turns him into a gnome. That could just be interpretation of she beat this kid down (laughs) so, so much that it psychologically damaged this kid to be nothing but a former shell of himself. So, maybe they are just broken down kids that aren't that they just aren't fully there anymore and then looking at them from a child's perspective is they're just these gnomes these little things that are all the same they're all broken
0: i'll definitely give you credit for trying to keep your theory alive
1: (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna believe that up until the end i'm just gonna ignore the dead people
0: all right let me add a little bit more to that then so you may be wondering why these kids are trying to escape well i believe according with all the other some oh, yeah, other I, things i
1: definitely believe the same thing okay they are actually just, harvested <laughs>
0: they're actually harvested and turned to food for the customers on the ship no you didn't hear me wrong Throughout the game, you see kids who are actually trapped in cages. As we kind of mentioned earlier with the whole Hunger Pains, you actually get trapped inside a cage yourself. Luckily, you manage to escape. But this is right at the escape, you notice that the janitor actually like ties these kids in bandages. And then it's like on a curvator belt and it starts to move. And that's where you enter the kitchen. And when you see the kitchen, you never really see it actually happen, but you see all the bloody rags all pretty much pointing to the fact that these kids are being brought up as livestock and used to be turned into meat for the gluttonous guests aboard the mall to eat.
1: Yeah, not refuting that one. Definitely think they're eating kids like they're fucked up. They're cannibals, man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely eating children in that bitch. But to add to this topic of child livestock, there is also a point where you're running through the customer area and you're running past their rooms. And at one point, the chef comes up the elevator and walks into one of these rooms and you see a silhouette through these like paper-thin doors. And he lifts his cleaver and just starts hacking away. And we've already been into the kitchen where he's prepared all of the food where him and his brother prepared them all like that's where their operation goes so what is he chopping in the guests room and i think that it's possible after the lady steals the life force from these gluttonous guests she like fattens them up and then kills them with steals their energy they are then chopped up processed and fed to the new guests that are coming aboard the next ship But that's just my theory. Also, these... What?
0: My thing is then... Like, this is a sound theory then, too. But, well, I guess you would need more food. Because I feel like these would give you more food than kids. So, if that was true, why would they need kids?
1: They had to start somewhere, man. But then why are they still continuing? Maybe they're... So, maybe they're raising kids to... You know, hmm.
0: I think this. My theory, then, if like say that was correct, because that could honestly be a very well thing as well. My thing would be this. Kind of goes off of some other information I've seen doing some of this research. Is maybe that how how six got? We don't know for sure, but she was sent in a suitcase. Maybe they're either being sold off, and so they're just like, "Eh, why not?" Two, they can be used as a different type of meat, maybe for more luxurious purposes. Or three, there is something going on even more behind the scenes that we don't know, and they're trying to keep the kids either obedient. So they send like anyone who is trying to be a rebel to the mall. Or something like of that significance.
1: That could be. I When you said there could be more to this, that made me think of what if it's possibly not just in the mall, but maybe they're sending me out into the real world? Because we have no idea what's going on on mainland. So maybe they have this food company that possibly is getting people fat and then making them want to come to the mall. Or possibly just feeding the world this awful meat because maybe the world's gone to shit. Just from the DLC, or not the DLC, the trailer that I saw of the second game, it does seem like the world is fucking atrocious and gone to hell. So maybe they are producing something that will make people want to come to the mall.
0: My only thing is also going off of that is you never really see unless that at the very end that Honk is for the ship to come back and pick up the guests and not drop off guests. You never see them ever actually leave. Yeah, that's so. the other thing.
1: How do you keep this business model going? No one's ever leaving, they're just coming. How do you convince more people to just be like, "Yeah, you know, Frank, he went on went to the mall the other day and he's never come back. But I'm I'm going to go because it sounds cool."
0: I mean, that can go with the theory with the food being sent out. Maybe this special food gets so addicting, that's why they're already, like, fat on the mainland. But they don't supply enough on the mainland, so they're forced to come here. And by that point, they're already so addicted to the meat, they're already so grotesque that they don't want to leave because they're getting unlimited meat. But then that's when... They get to see the lady. That's the whole portion of where she takes the life force so she can continue living or whatever. And then the psycho comes where the chefs come, hack them up, feed them up to more meat.
1: True. And then on top of that, if we're going to go into that aspect of it being so addicting, we do have to remember that if the theory of she actually does have these powers are true, and it's not just me being dumb and saying, nah, it's a good interpretation. (laughs) If these powers are true, maybe she's doing something to the meat that if you consume it, you're addicted to it. Maybe that's part of her power or ability. I don't know. But uh, also, when I saw these guests, just as a side reference or side note, I my first comparison when I saw them were the fact that it reminded me of Spirited Away's scene when uh, Chihori's uh, parents are eating at the buffet and they turn into pigs and they're just constantly eating food. So I I just thought that um, was an interesting similarity. And then when I was doing a little more research, got me into one of the facts that I'll tell at the end of the episode. But that's just the very first or specific thing that I saw that was related to Spirited Away. And that's the only thing that I can think of when I see them.
0: And a little bit more about the guests. As we kind of already a little bit talked about with the
1: kind of theory we were
0: crafting, but... All we really know about them is that they are, like, rich people who have bought a ticket to come and do nothing but eat here. They literally just stuff their faces with this meat. And one thing you kind of know is the whole, like, they're not afraid to, like, eat anything. Because when you actually get close to them, they will actually, like, grab you. There's even a scene where one, like, topples over and, like, chases you because... They're so hungry that they actually just want to literally eat you. And other than like the guests that come, all the other inhabitants actually had their own little like backstory per se as well. For instance, the janitor is, has been said to have actually wanted to work on the mall. Now, I feel that it's a little frightening in its own way, because if you think of how crazy and messed up the mall is like just going through how we kind of mentioned about the outside where like how bad does it have to be that he would actually want to work and live here?
1: Yeah. So I find that absolutely terrifying because even if the world wasn't messed up in the outside, maybe he just like enjoys capturing children and sending them to, a, to their death. Like maybe there's just nothing to it. Like, maybe there's no incentive or no modem for him. He's just like, you know, I like killing these kids. That's all. I mean, that could be very
0: well. And this was another theory I kind of found out, too, is, like, the whole theory of, like, evolution about, like, how possibly he got these long arms. This could potentially have been going on for hundreds of years. Now there's like this. This is completely up to interpretation. And for me. Honestly I don't really believe it. Just because of like all the grotesque stuff we have. I could honestly just see him being like a deformed child. Maybe that's why he didn't want to be on the mainland. Maybe he was being like ostracized for having his abnormally long arms. But one theory goes is that the janitor's not the first quote-unquote janitor to be there it's actually been like a lifelong history of janitors and because of where he's at he doesn't really need to see and he needs those long arms to constantly reach to grab the children and do his work so that's how he became like the elongated arms but me personally i just believe he was just like born that way because like his face melting and stuff I don't I can't really explain that. I don't know how that happened. But I feel like because he wanted to work and live here, he was just born that way and he was maybe ostracized on the mainland, and that's why he wanted to work here.
1: I do like that theory. It definitely gives him a little more depth to it.
0: Not to mention like I just don't feel like if it was like hundreds of years I I don't know. It just doesn't feel like this has been going on for like numerous years, because if it has been, I feel like the child wouldn't have had,
1: I wouldn't say easy, but there would have been, they would have fixed a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. They wouldn't have all these little children running around. They would have perfected it. That's another reason for me. I shoot down this theory. Yeah. I like the idea of him just being like deformed and, he doesn't have really a place in the mainland. So he came to the mall to live a good life of serving up kids. Because, I mean,
0: technically when he's at the mall, he could be more or less be considered normal.
1: True. Very true. Moving on to the twin chefs. So these guys, if you pay attention and like really look at them, it looks like they're wearing masks. And it's kind of a weird thing. Like they they already seemed very off, but just digging into it, it's just their faces didn't really fit. And if you're patient enough, I you can actually see one of them put their hand under their chin and the face moves as if it was a mask. Now the only remaining question on this is what is under it if it really is a mask. What would cause them to want to wear this? And I think possibly it may be due to the fear of the lady and maybe they are scared that she might think they're too good looking and if that's the case like there, there's more questions to be answered here like if she would rather just kill someone because they're too attractive or something like I don't know like why would you even want to work here in general like what type of work environment is in the outside world that you'd rather be chopping up people and serving them to other humans. So it's very weird. And it just keeps raising more questions. Also, like why don't these guys over like succumb to their gluttonous behavior of the customers? Because they can't get enough food. They just eat and they can't control themselves to the point of a child walks by them and they're trying to eat them. Why don't the chefs continue to have these desires as well? Unless, like I said, Something under this mask is makes them different from the other people.
0: That's also going back to the janitor then as well. Like, why hasn't why is not he fattened up, or like whatever as well? And there's a a theory that kind of goes with Little Nightmares Two with like the trailer that's come out that there's like a hierarchy and you have, like, the lady is, like, the top boss, and then underneath it are, quote-unquote, the workers, who is the janitors, the chefs, and then below that, you have the guests, and then below that, you have the gnomes, six, all the, like, kids that easily can be eaten. Well, maybe six is not there anymore. (laughs) But that also gives theory, like, kind of how you mentioned, like, if they're not customers... Maybe there is something, maybe the lady, kind of how you mentioned earlier, does actually do something to the meat before it is sent out. So maybe they eat the meat before that so they don't get succumbed by it. Because, I mean, it's (laughs) funny to say this, but there's a saying dealing with like drug dealers and stuff, never get high off your own supply. (laughs) (laughs)
1: glad you could relate a video game to getting high off cocaine (laughs) or crack (laughs) so
0: it's like I still like that principle for this game though is they don't eat the meat that's like poisoned or like charmed or whatever you want to say that makes the guests so gluttonous that they want it so they only eat what they need Or maybe they're actually getting food from a different source. And what could be that source? For instance, maybe the gnomes. The gnomes that are already Mm. there. Maybe something happens to them.
1: That Yeah, maybe that's their food supply and they're just feeding people back to people. And the gnomes are pure untouched food that won't get them addicted or something. And
0: that's why the gnomes are always, like, scurrying around and why there's never seems to be, like, less of them is because they're trying... Like, all the kids that they say, they take some to turn into meat for the guests, but then they turn some into gnomes for them. Or maybe it's flipped. Maybe it's the gnomes that get them addicted because it has the power of the psychic lady and the regular kids are for them. Who knows, like what good point. what is their like food source so maybe the janitor and the chefs had their own like
1: power or something that keeps them sane yeah like overall i just think there are so many questions to be answered here that we're probably never going to get an answer to and it's all just about how you interpret the game itself which is kind of disappointing, but at the same time, I love it because you get so many answers, so many fan theories, there is no right or wrong unless you're saying that the lady doesn't have superpowers and that <laughs> the killing the people at the end is a fluke then you're wrong <laughs> you really
0: hung up about that I just I'm <laughs> trying to
1: think of a solution for that. I don't know. I'm dead set on my ways. I'm not changing.
0: <laughs> the only reason I think the second powers is real is because there was one video that talked about the. This is where I got like the hierarchy portion from. That I. They made some good points. Is that without going too much into it, because I know we didn't talk about the DLC too much, and I do apologize for that, but. Unfortunately, neither of us have really played it. So, besides a few videos we saw, and about the like trailer for like Little Nightmares Two, we're basing off of all this stuff more on the videos we've seen compared to the game that we've played and watched again and all that stuff. But one of the videos, judging from Little Nightmares Two, is that there's the mainland, there's the mall, and then there's like. This school area that raises potential, quote-unquote, like, supervisors. And there's this little girl there that has, like, psychic powers as well. Or some kind of, like, some kind of special power. And so it's theorized that this school is trained to make supervisors, quote-unquote, like, the lady to supervise the mall or is going to be the next person who takes over the mall. That's why I believe 100% that the lady has psychic powers because in this world, it doesn't seem unfit for them to have like a select few to have it. And those select few that have this power is using that to rule over the weak, which is where the workers come in, the janitors, the uh, the chef twins and stuff like that, where they're not as weak as like the children and all that stuff. But instead, they found their place in like society where they won't get eaten or killed, but they must work for them, and like they can never rise, but they can never lower either. It's very kind of like set in stone where you're at. Huh. Interesting. Kind of like the like ancient civilizations, the whole like the pharaohs were always at the top, serfs were always will be a serf no matter like what and then you had like slaves under the serfs then you had the artisans you had the soldiers you had like all this the nobles stuff like that and when you were born in a class 99% of the time you died in that class you never raised or lowered so I feel like they're kind of using that system in this world as
1: well Hmm. fair enough do you have any other theories No, I don't think so. I'm going to stick to my guns, but the second (laughs) game will probably change that for me. I'm super excited about the second game. Like It's going to be... Oh, yeah. It looks terrifying and suspenseful. I'm really excited.
0: I hope with the success, this is kind of going to be like a Portal dilemma. If you want to know more about Portal, we do have a podcast on it. Mm -hmm. But Portal originally was made as a side game and only, again... It was like what 6 hours long? Mhm. Something like that. It was if a very that, short yeah. game.
1: I think I beat it in 4.
0: Yeah, it was a very short game, but then they made Portal 2 and they almost doubled that length
1: or even tripled it. Mm-hmm. Because it was and then so they gave successful. You, like, another map with a co-op mode, so like yeah, I really hope like you said it's like that.
0: I hope Little Nightmares 2 is like they make it almost like a whole game. And it's funny you mentioned the co-op mode because there's, like, on the cover art or whatever, you see Six, but then you see someone mm-hmm. else in, like, this paper bag.
1: Yeah, so the trailer even showed, like, them doing teamwork where Six jumps on a hook and then the other character is, like, moving a crank to get him over to the other side of this gorge. So it'd be really cool if they added a cooperative mode and let your friends join in
0: and help Just you like out. Just, like,
1: Portal 2? Yeah,
0: which if it is, we're definitely getting it, and we're definitely playing it
1: for sure. (laughs) Be so sweet.
0: So, with all our theories on what we kind of agree with, certain theories we've read, and putting our own little spin on things, my question to you, my lovely viewers, our viewers, listeners, what do you think is really going on in the mall, and who is Six? Please, tell us your theories
1: or tell us what y- you agree or disagree with our theories. Yeah, and please email us and let Bobby know that there are other people who agree with me and that it's all <laughs> part of the kid's perspective. I don't, you. <laughs> I don't disagree
0: that a lot of stuff looks bigger because of the child's perspective. That is a good thing. I just don't agree with you that the lady doesn't have psychic powers Listen, that's I'll the only of, portion of, of the way. theory i'll
1: think of a way to justify my <laughs> words that's the only part of the theory i do not agree i for me i 100%
0: believe that she actually has psychic
1: powers okay hold on so let me say this someone email us and tell me how i can back up my claim <laughs> i need some like work someone do the heavy lifting for me but, yeah, so that's the, uh, the end of this one. So I'll give you guys some facts and let you guys go. So the first one is the game was most likely inspired by the anime Spirited Away due to numerous similarities. And one of them I mentioned earlier about the gluttonous people who just devoured food. It's very similar to that scene with the parents who got turned into pigs. the game was originally going to be named hunger but it was changed due to the high probability that search results would lead to bringing up hunger games rather than hunger the game so that was probably in their best interest to change it to little nightmares
0: i also think little nightmares kind of
1: rolls off the tongue better than hunger yeah like yo did you play hunger it's like eh (laughs) yeah. <laughs> the game experimented with the camera movement with the motion of the ship and would occasionally make it shake violently as if a storm hit but this didn't go over well with the players and was ultimately scrapped and i could see that one happening because if it's your camera shaking all of a sudden and getting real jarring it might take away from the game player and get too motion sick or dizzy
0: not to mention, even if it didn't happen often, if it happened at a spot where like you had a time a jump or something, and the next thing you know, oh, like yeah, right before suck. you jumped, it just violently shaked, and you just and you miss and like you get captured or something, I would be so pissed. Right, that...
1: and then s- some of those pathways are so thin that if you're walking, it could easily make you fall off those thin ass paths and make you die. So. I think they did another good job of scrapping that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely took words of advice and it worked out. And before we leave, one thing I would like to kind of give a closing
0: remark is if you guys did kind of enjoy this where we talk more about, like, theory crafting, about what potentially happens in games and stuff, let us know if you would want, like, a theory craft, maybe not necessarily say theory craft only, We'll probably still explain like the gameplay of it, so you guys still know. But if you guys want to hear more about the theories and stuff about it, and like have us actually do some research and give us, give you guys what we think, what happened, I'd be more than willing to do some episodes like that. It's never going to be all the time because, kind of the aim of this, as I mentioned in the beginning of almost all our podcasts, is we're not experts. We want you guys to have more of a casual experience and enjoy and discuss in our like discussion and everything to feel more relatable. But I wouldn't mind every now and then diving deep into a game or two and theorizing with you guys and coming up with something as to why it does. Like, for instance, Nazi Zombies, the whole hidden story about it, there's many YouTube videos on it. But if you would want us to discuss it, I guarantee you we would be happy to discuss that for like an hour. Cause that's one thing that I was always been intrigued by and stuff like that. Not saying it will be done every video, because like I said, we want to keep it more casual, but every now and then if you guys would want it, let us know.
1: Yeah, agreed, because I want we wanna make this viewer experience the best it can be. And if you guys like these theories and lores we'd be more than happy to start throwing them more into the bunch. But with that being said, you can email us your answers. And if you want more of these lore, you can email us at weebspawn at gmail.com. Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at weebspawn.
0: And I've been your host,
1: Bobby. And I'm Joshua.
0: And we will see you guys next time when we weebspawn.